0: and, and uh, Honored and also excited for what God has in store uh, for all of us and uh, and for Bex and I. And so this is um, this is our last Sunday before we leave for sabbatical. And uh, so I really um, I just ask for you guys to keep us in your prayers. Uh, we'll be back in, in a couple of months' time. We have an amazing team here, and so just encourage you to get behind them, support them, encourage them. They're a great bunch of people, and uh, we're excited to come back uh, into a new season for us and uh, um, and a new season for our church. And uh, we just uh, can't wait to do that. And uh, uh, we we'll look forward to being back with you guys, and, and not too far away. I also just want to take a minute to honour everyone who came out and ran a stall at the International Food Festival. You're absolutely amazing, and uh, and we raised more money than we've ever raised ever 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 uh, through a food festival. I think this was nearly four thousand dollars more than last year. It's just absolutely insane. Um, so we just honour you guys. Yeah, once again, come on, put your hands together. Um, and uh, we just—I love International Sunday. I love all the different cultures and the different dress and and uh, what makes us who we are. I love looking around the room and seeing such a diverse, eclectic mix of people. Like, like all this, all this difference and all this uh, different cultures and all the expressions that make us who we are—all coming together in a room like this—is just—it's—it's it's mind-blowing. And and this doesn't happen. In, in every part of the world. This doesn't happen in every church. This doesn't happen in every sphere spirit, of spirit society. This is something special. And I love that we're so different, yet we come together under the name of Jesus and there's incredible unity. And, and, and this is just the most amazing thing. I love it. I love celebrating this. I love being a part of it. And I love what God is doing here today. And, and I actually believe, and I want to preach a message just uh, briefly this morning that I've called Better Together because I actually believe with all my heart, we're better together. I believe that, you know, that we're, we're much better together than we are apart. And and although we're so different, we're better together. We've got different languages, cultures, different backgrounds, we're better together. And uh, I actually believe that there is incredible power in that kind of unity. In fact, the Bible teaches there's real power in our unity. If you go to your your notes or your Bible to Psalm 133, it's up on the screen as well for you. Uh, It says this, says behold how good and how pleasant it is for brethren to dwell together in unity. It is like the precious oil upon the head running down on the beard, the beard of Aaron running down to the edge of his garments. It's like the Jew of Hermon descending upon the mountains of Zion for there the Lord commanded the blessing, life forevermore. I really believe that if there's one thing we should keep fighting for, there's one thing we should hold on to it's the unity that we have in this place. It's the unity of our church and uh, I think I really believe we're better together, and I want to just share a a bit this morning, a few reasons from this psalm why I believe we're better together. So first one is this, first thought I have is this, Uh, we're better together because unity brings blessing. Unity brings blessing. Uh, As many of you will know, uh, we have two small children, we've got two boys, Judah is nine and Rocky is six. And uh, they're amazing kids. They're like such a blessing to us. They're a real blessing of God. Even their teachers are like, your kids are amazing. I'm like, you don't see them all the time. And and, uh, they're, they're just absolute joy of our life. And they are very good boys, very good kids. However, as all sibling relationships go, there are moments and there are times where they are at each other's throats. There are moments and times when they are bickering and fighting and yelling and punching and kicking and there's all kinds of that is going on it probably doesn't happen in your house but it happens in mine right so they're just nuts and there's those moments where they're like bickering and they're crazy I'm just doing my head in. and then they'll come out and they'll go dad can we have some ice cream I'm like no you've been mongrels for four hours you're not getting a blessing you're not getting ice cream. You're not getting lollies. You're not getting popcorn. You'll be lucky to get dinner. <laughs> like, if you're gonna be like that, I'm not, I'm not giving you good stuff. Like, I'm not, I'm not gonna bless you with that. But there's those times when, as a parent, you look in and you see your kids playing, and they're like angels, and they're playing together so nicely. And you look in and you're like, wow. It's like a miracle. And they're playing. And there's like, there's joy and there's laughter and they're unified. It's like this amazing little moment. And when those moments happen, I look in and I see that, I can't help myself. All, I just want to bless them. I'm like, boys, you guys want ice cream? Like, <laughs> You guys want a lot of McDonald's, I'll make some popcorn? Like, what do you want, man? I'm just like, because when I see that unity, when I see that togetherness, when I see that harmony, I can't help myself. I just want to bless that. I just want to pour it out of me. When God looks down and He sees a unified church, when God looks down and He sees a unified people, He's like, how good that is, how pleasant that is. And I can't help myself, but want to bless what is going on in that place. It's not just any ordinary of the day, run-of-the-mill blessing. It's commanded blessing. God's commanded blessing. I don't know about you, but I wanna live in the blessing of God. I want my life to have this kind of like trail behind me of just God's blessing all around me, all around my life. I wanna, I wanna live in a perpetual state of God's blessing over my life. I don't know about you, maybe you want, if you want God's blessing, maybe in your marriage, maybe you want God's blessing in your family, maybe you want more of God's blessing in your business, and your finances, maybe you want more of God's blessing in, in, in the church, maybe you want more of this. Here's where it starts, Unity. See, with this unity, God's commanded blessing comes. If you want more blessing in your life, maybe let's fight for more unity. That's why I believe we're better together. Unified church is a church that's blessed. Second reason I believe we're better together is because unity brings power. Unity brings power. This um, ministry journey for us, and uh, it's it's coming into a a new season, uh, but this ministry journey for us started uh, in youth ministry. So many years ago, uh, when I had hair, I was a youth pastor. This is what youth ministry will do to you. This is what happens when I see a number of youth pastors in the room today. Those who've walked that journey, Pastor Luke never did youth ministry. He's got a full head of hair. That's how you can tell. That's how you can tell. And we did youth ministry for a number of years. And um, what, part of what we did with youth was we ran these like summer camps. And we'd run these big summer camps over New Year periods and and we'd have like thousands of kids coming out to these camps and we'd show up, we'd go and take over like a farm and we'd put massive like thousand seater marquees up and we'd like just the whole thing. So a bunch of the team, like the leaders would go early, like three or four days early and get it all set up and do all the work and all the planning and get it all ready so that when the campers arrived, it was like we're all ready to go. And uh, some, some people in this room were at, at this and you'll know, you know what I'm talking about. We, we have this moment where the campus would arrive and uh, when they arrived, we'd have a welcoming party. So there's people out there all dressed up, big signs, water guns, yeah, welcome to camp. Like we're going crazy. And uh, what we discovered, and like when they get the high five and everyone and the vans and the car shaking their hand, welcome to camp. What we discovered was right by the gate was an electric fence. So what we would do is we'd have like a team of us, leaders, like welcome them to camp. We'd be like, welcome to camp. And then someone would go up to shake their hand. And when they did, we'd all link up and the in-person would grab the fence. And so it'd be like, bah, 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 bang, like it would just like zap the person in the car. This is youth ministry, man. This is the, this is the dream. We should bring this back to church, man. And it's like, so they're like, hey, I'm so excited about camp. Like they're just like, oh. And uh, it was fun for the first like three or four because we're getting shocked every time too. And by the fifth one, we're like, we can't do that in my heart. It's like, it's not good. We're starting to be like, welcome to camp. Like you're just, you're just getting a bit a bit messed up along the way. But, but the power only flowed, the, the power only made it there, when we were together, when we were unified, it wouldn't it wouldn't work if there was a, a, a break in the chain. We all had to be together. We all had to be unified for the for the power to, to flow. And 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 you know, I, I love uh, in this Psalm, it refers to when unity is there, it's like oil flows down. And and when the Bible talks about oil, oil is like a picture of the Holy Spirit. Oil is a picture of the power of God. And I love hearing stories about the power of God moving in our church. I love hearing stories of the miraculous in our church church where people are getting healed and all kinds of cool stuff is going on. In fact, I was talking to a young lady in the church just two two or three weeks ago. And she told this story about how, uh, or she, so just backstory, she's worn glasses for many years and she has to wear glasses because uh, her eyesight is, is that bad. She wears them all the time and uh, she has a very detailed like job quite up close and she can't do that job without her glasses. In fact, she can't go around life without her glasses because her vision is quite blurry. And so uh, she joined a small group and went along to the small group. Had some issues in her life that were happening at the moment and just said, guys, can you pray for me? Small group prays for her. She gets hit by the power of God and and manages to then to sort of right herself and get herself all all kind of composed. And then an hour goes by and an hour later, she goes to adjust her glasses and realizes they're not on anymore. And she realizes, she gets her glasses and now her glasses make her vision worse. And she's going, it's like when, when they prayed for her, God showed up and miraculously healed her vision. She hasn't had to wear glasses from that day to this day. She doesn't need them for work. She doesn't need them for anything. She just, God just showed up and healed her eyes. I was preaching last Sunday at our Chinese service. We do a once a month Chinese service on the first Sunday of every month it's fully in Mandarin and we have a Chinese worship team and Chinese pastors and guys look after and I preach there. I don't preach in Mandarin, by the way. I don't know. I don't know. Anyhow, that's it. I got it. That's all I got. And we were there and and I was preaching, and there was a guy there, and he'd been in New Zealand for about two or three weeks. He was fresh from China, and he'd come in with zero concept of God at all. So, in his frame of mind, there was nothing bigger than the government. And so there, there was no higher power, there's no nothing else. It was that was it. So he shows up to New Zealand and he meets some Christians. He meets some people who go to Elam who are Christians, and he starts having this like awakening to the, that God might be real or something bigger. And so he came to this Chinese service, and I'm preaching, and uh, he said. To me, when you were preaching, it was like a super spirit was speaking to me. He said it was like your words just kept it, I couldn't get away from what you were saying. It was like, just like hitting me and I couldn't get away from it. And it was like, there was just some, it wasn't you. It was like some super spirit was speaking to me and I couldn't escape it. So when you said, do you want to give your life to Jesus? My hand just went up. I couldn't resist it. I couldn't move away from it. And I'm like, yeah, He's a pretty super spirit. It's the Holy Spirit. He's the super of all supers and He'll get you and He loves you. And it's, it's God, man. It's amazing. And so this young guy, never heard about God ever in his life before, walks into a room and is just encounters the presence and the power of God. And his life is Transformed, absolutely transformed in that moment. See, I'm believing that we're going to see a greater level of miracles than we've ever seen. I want to see a greater measure of the miraculous in our church. I want to see God pour out in incredible ways. I'm believing for the day when the, the miraculous is just commonplace. It was like, oh yeah, another heal. Oh, cool. Another, like, we never want to treat it as common because it's supernatural. But, but I'm believing that we're going to see this move of God happen. You know where it begins? If you want to see a greater level of anointing for God's power to move, it starts with unity. Starts with unity. If you want to see more God's power flow in your life, begins with unity. If you want to see God's power move more in a church, it begins with unity. Where there's unity, that's where the oil moves. That's where the anointing comes. We're better together. We're better together because where there's unity, there's power. Number three, last thought is this. Maybe the team can join me. That'd be great. The third reason I believe we're better together is because unity brings impact. Unity brings impact. One of the... um, Great pictures in the psalm is this whole idea of there's there's this pleasantness, there's this beauty in unity. Brethren and brothers and sisters, when the people of God dwell, not just visit unity, but dwell in unity, and and then the oil begins to flow, and then it flows and it goes right to the edge of the garment, right to the very edges. See, there's, there's power and there's blessing and it flows right the way to the edge. And that's like, it reminded me of that story in the Gospels where the woman with the issue of blood goes to grab a hold of the edge of Jesus' garment. He's like, and just get to the edge. There's anointing in the edge for healing. There's, there's power in the edge for was Just get to the edge. And, and see, the thing is this church, when, 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 when there's unity in the church, the power and the blessing is not meant to stay contained in the church. See, the power and the blessing to see God move is supposed to go right to the edges. So like, this is like hanging out in the beard. But when you go, it's like the anointing goes, the power goes, the blessing goes. And so where you go tomorrow, like your workplace and and, and your business and your school and your university or, or the marketplace or wherever you go, it's like you're taking the blessing and the power to the edge. And so where you go, hopefully, Because we're dwelling in unity, there is power and there's anointing to see healing and breakthrough and lives transform anywhere and everywhere you go. We don't exist for us. It's never just for us. The power of God, the miraculous, the power of God, the blessing of God is never meant to stay contained in the four walls of a church. We exist to change our city. We exist to transform a nation. We exist for those not yet here. And and it's what a joy, what a blessing that if we can dwell in unity, if we can foster unity, fight for unity, there is an amazing blessing and power that can move in our church and a power that can move into our nation and in the nations of this world. We're better together. How How do we foster unity? How do we create unity? How do we create a a greater level of unity in your own life and, and maybe in my life. Here's, I've got some thoughts and I'm gonna just shoot through these real fast. And they're not in your notes, but they're gonna come up on screen and you can, if you wanna take a photo of them, you can do that. Maybe just think on them for the week or whatever. Here's a few thoughts. How do you create a greater level of unity in a church and in your own life? Here's some thoughts. First one, refuse to gossip. Gossip has a very destructive power in any relationship. And gossip has the the ability to destroy the unity, especially in a church, in a small group, in in, in a ministry, in your family. Gossip is toxic. And so if you wanna fight and protect unity, just refuse to gossip. Say, hey, it's not part of my dialogue. It's not part of my paradigm. I don't do that. I don't enter into it. And And in fact, I don't enter into it so far that I shut it down when I hear it. You're, and dude, I'm not, you need to stop doing that. If you've got a problem, if there's an issue or an offence, here's my advice, go to the right person. Go go to the top. Go to the person you need to talk to. Go to leadership, go to someone. Don't just gather a little group around you and gossip and go. All you're doing is creating a, a, a level of disunity and disharmony. And, and, and where's the blessing? It's where we're unified. We're not always gonna fully agree on everything, but we can sort things out in a biblical way. Jesus, like, so much throughout the Scriptures talks about, gossip and how how destructive it can be. So just refuse to gossip, like I'm not going to do that. It's not going to be part of my life. Forgive quickly. Forgive quickly. Forgiveness creates, unforgiveness creates a divide. It, it, It separates. It creates a barrier. And it creates a divide between you and God. That's a bad thing. Your unforgiveness can create a barrier, a divide between you and God. Unforgiveness between people creates a barrier, a divide between you and people. Where, where's God's command of blessing? Where's the anointing? It's in unity. So forgiveness is about restoring unity. And, and you gotta learn on your journey to forgive and forgive quickly. If you're holding unforgiveness, you need to deal with that quickly. It, it'll only rob you. It'll only stifle you. It'll only sidetrack you along the journey if you can't learn to forgive quickly along the way. It's all about restoring unity. Fight for what we agree on, not disagree on. I preached on this a few weeks ago. There's a whole bunch of stuff we're not always gonna agree on. That's okay. Let's agree on the stuff we do and let's agree to get on with the other stuff we don't. All right, just like agree. Let's fight for what we do agree on, fight for what we're for, not fight about what we disagree on. Let's not get down that road. All that does is create divisions. We don't want divisions. We wanna be unified in all that we do. Show grace. God has shown you so much grace for your mistakes and your mishaps and your offenses and your, all the stuff you and I do. God's shown us a lot of grace. Hey, be generous with your grace. Like show a lot of grace to people. Make generosity your first response. So rather than making bitterness or resentment your first response, rather than making offence your first response, why not make generosity your first response? Be generous with your grace, be generous with your forgiveness, be generous with your love, be generous with your time. Just, hey, listen, just be a blessing. Believe the best in people. I believe that people aren't bad, they're just broken. You're like, oh, is that bad? Well, no, they're not, they're just broken. You're broken, I'm broken. We're all gonna make mistakes and we're all gonna cause offence and we're all gonna do stuff that we wish we didn't do and hurt people along the way. It's gonna happen. But if you believe the worst in everybody, all it's gonna create is division. Unity is about, hey, I know you did that, but I don't believe you're a bad person. You're just a bit broken right now. So that's okay, I've got grace for you. And we can have unity. Pray beyond yourself. If you wanna have a foster a heart in your own life of unity, Learn to pray prayers that are bigger than you. Pray for other people. If your prayers are just centered on you right now, then then to foster a heart of unity, pray for your spouse if you want unity in your home. Pray for your kids, pray for your family, pray for your boss, even pray for your enemies and those who hurt you. It's what Jesus taught. Hey, pray for those who persecute you and hurt you. Pray for those who are your enemies. Why? It's about fostering unity. It's about not keeping these divides and anger and bitterness. It's about fostering a heart of unity. We are better together. We're better together. I really wanna encourage you, church. Let's be a people, let's be a church, let's be followers of Jesus who fight for and cultivate a heart of unity. Why? Because we wanna see the blessing of God and we wanna see the power of God move and we wanna see impact go way beyond this place. And a lot of it begins with a heart of unity in the church. Can I pray for you? That'd be my joy. Can we bow our heads for a moment? God, I thank you for this wonderful, diverse, eclectic people. All gathered here today in the name of Jesus. We come together. We are one in You. And I pray that we would not allow our differences to divide, but we would be a people that fight for a heart of unity. God, we know there's tremendous blessing, tremendous power, and tremendous impact in unity. So Lord, I pray, help us to be a people that hold to a value of unity, Lord. Maybe be a people that never gossip, refuse to enter into it. God, maybe forgive quickly. If there's someone we need to forgive, maybe do that quickly now. God, I pray for all of us, Lord, that we show grace, Lord, believe the best, pray for others. God, I pray, help us to be a church that steps into your blessing, your anointing to move and make a difference in this world. We ask this in your name, Jesus. Can I just ask you to keep your uh, heads bowed and eyes closed just, just for one moment? I want to pray one more prayer this morning. It would be my joy to lead you in a prayer this morning. If you're here in this room and you don't know Jesus, maybe you've never made a decision to follow Him. Maybe maybe you're here today and I don't know what brought you into church, but you'd be honest and say, Steve, my life is not right with God. I'm actually far from Him. I'm not, I'm not even connected to Him, let alone His people. Maybe you've never made a decision to follow Jesus. Or maybe you're here in this room today and You've followed Him before, you know who He is, you've walked with Him, but maybe right now you're, just, you're not right with God. This is You're saying, Steve, man, my life is not lining up with what God would have for my life. I'm far from Him, and you need to get right with God today. The truth is, friends, that God loves you very much. He loves you more than you'll know. We all mess up. We all fall short of God's standard. The Bible says that all have sinned and fallen short of God's standard. And the payment for our sin is death. And God in His amazing grace sent His own son Jesus to a cross. And when He went to that cross, He died on that cross and He took upon Himself all that you and I would do for our sin, our penalty of sin, our weight of sin, He took on Himself. He paid it all. And then He conquered death and the grave and rose again to new life. And He offers to every single person in this room His free gift of grace. Forgiveness for every wrong, every mistake, every sin, all your guilt, all your shame, He will forgive it. It's, you, can, you can have forgiveness from God. You get bought into a right relationship with Him. You get a brand new life that begins right here, right now. It's called being born again by the Spirit of God. God can take your messed up life and make it brand new today get to walk into the plans that God's got for you. You're not a mistake or an accident. God has plans for you and they are amazing and wonderful. And you get this great promise of eternity in heaven with Him. If you're not right with God, there's eternity for you. But it comes through Jesus. And if you're here today and you're not right with God, maybe you're far from Him or you've never made a decision to follow Him. I want to invite you, if that's you today, to pray a prayer with me. I'm going to pray this prayer out loud. You don't have to do that. You just pray it with me in your heart. But when you pray it, I want you to mean it with everything you've got. This is your prayer, not mine. Are you ready? If that's you today, in your heart with me, say these words. Say, Dear God, today, right here, right now, I surrender my life to You. I know that I've sinned. I know that I've messed up. But I do believe that Jesus, You died for me. So right now, I turn from my old ways. And I ask you to forgive me of them, all my guilt, all my shame, all my past. Lord, forgive me of it. And would you come in and be the Lord of my life? Give me new life today. I choose from this moment to live for you. And I ask this in the name of Jesus. Just with your eyes still closed and your head bowed, if you prayed that prayer today, either for the very first time or you're getting right with God, I want to say to you, I'm so proud of you. Really, truly I am. I think this is the most incredible thing you could ever do in your life. And I want you to I wanna invite you to do something before me. If you did pray that prayer and you meant it, I want you to be really brave. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna count to three. When I get to three, I want you to be real brave right where you are and I want you to put your hand up nice and high. Now I'm not doing that to embarrass you or anything like that. I'm not gonna call you out. What I will do is from here, I'll see you, I'll see your hand and you can put it straight back down. If that's you today, be bold, be brave. This is your moment, this is your day. On the count of three. One, two. Three, hands up nice and high. Right now saying, Steve, that's me, that's me, that's me. Count me in, count me in. Yeah, God bless you, my man. God bless you. Awesome. Anyone else? Yeah, right down the back. I see you two right down there to my left. God bless you. Everyone else saying, Steve, count me in, count me in. Nice and high. Awesome. Great. God, we thank you so much for what you're doing here today in this house. We thank you for those who've just said yes to you. I honour you for them. I pray your blessing on them. May they know the full life that you bring, Jesus. God, I thank you that new life has come to them today and we rejoice with all heaven as a church. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, church, you better put your hands together for those people that said yes to Jesus. Incredible.